Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the BTB podcast. This is our final podcast episode of the season and the last episode for 2021. We are so excited to be sharing with you guys a little bit about what life has been like over the last few months for us. If you haven't picked up on the title already, Loz and I are both pregnant and so crazy. We are due on the exact same day. So we share in this episode exactly how we found out each other's news. We talk about how our two pregnancies have been seriously completely different from one another. We chat a little bit about our personal experiences so far and also how business and life has changed for us since falling pregnant. We also go into a little bit about what this means for us now as business owners. How does life change? What does business look like from here? What we have moved and changed in our life since falling pregnant in preparation for motherhood. And we also talk a little bit about what this means for the BTB podcast episode. So grab yourself a cuppa, maybe some earphones, maybe go for a walk. This is a really lighthearted soul chat between Loz and I sharing with you guys about our journey so far. So enjoy. You might find some hilarious stories in here. You might find some inspiring stories in here. It doesn't matter where you are in life, what phase of life you are at. I'm sure you'll pick up something from this that'll inspire you and your business too. So Oh my gosh, the last episode of 2021. That feels so weird saying that. (laughs) Let's do this. What if we could show you how to create an additional income stream that feels inspiring to you and leverages not only of your passions, but your zone of genius? Head over to babesinbusiness.net forward slash side hustle to download our free side hustle guide a 40-page guide where we help you not only come up with your business idea, but help you set your rate, find your potential customers, help make your first few sales, come up with your point of difference, and ensure you have a profitable business that you can scale to create a life and career by design. Babes Talking Business, our podcast, is the sister brand to Babes in Business. It's our passion project geared towards female entrepreneurs, professional women, side hustlers, those with a day job and those full-time mamas striving to build their empire on the side, whether it's a traditional or non-traditional business, investments, startup, companies, or online social media influence. Our podcast is a safe place where women can be vulnerable, honest, and tune in to be educated and supported to learn about the ins and outs of business, the highs and lows, and feel comfortable to talk about finances and multiple streams of income, along with the lingo that often comes with it that intimidates and prevents a lot of us women from approaching these subjects altogether. We not only mentor and encourage fellow entrepreneurs tuning in to build their own successful businesses, but teach them how to build confidence in themselves, reconnect with their why, let go of jealousy, and ultimately learn the power in connection because at the end of the day, that is what life and business is all about. This is a no BS podcast where we are committed to showing you what really happens behind the scenes of businesses' pretty highlight reels. So you can be reassured you are not the only one in the trenches and we can hopefully empower you with ideas on how to run your life and business in a way that feels energizing, inspiring and authentic to you and your mission.
We are your hosts. I'm Shani Thompson, and one of my biggest passions and missions in life is to revolutionize the way that women create abundance, to show you you can really have it all and create your next level, wildest dreams whilst being in a total state of ease and flow. I'm a blogger, a coach, and mentor to thousands of women around the world, a professional network marketer, a course creator, and above all, I'm just your everyday girl next door. And I am Lauren Kerr. I'm a published author, life and mindset coach, and professional network marketer. When I was studying my psychology degree, I stumbled across the term life above zero, which became my personal and professional mission to inspire others to create a life that they love instead of just settling for mediocrity and just doing what society expects you to do. I love helping women find clarity and fulfillment in their lives, relationships, and careers. So... On that note, let's talk business. Oh my lordy. So, Glossy, last episode of the season and a very end, special one. End of the year. You know what's even crazier? This is the last episode of 2021. Like 2021, I remember it was year 2000. I was looking yeah. at the other day, I'm like, it's it's nearly 2022. Where has the last 20 years gone? What the hell? I actually remember when it was the year 2000, we had a dress-up party and I dressed up as Wednesday Adams from the Adams family. <laughs> that felt like yesterday. <laughs> I remember, yeah, everyone thought the world was going to end. We're at like, I was at a family barbecue and it was like after like after 12 o'clock, I was like, what happens after 2000? We bought heaps of canned food. I remember that too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, here we are, 2021, babe. Last episode, last one of the year, end of the season. And I know we've been so excited to do this episode. And this has been one that we've been holding out to, like, or I've been holding out. You've been making me keep my lips sealed for such a long time. And I'm such an open, honest book. It's been so hard for me to keep quiet. You did a very good job. I'm very, very proud of you. Very proud of your lying skills because I know a lot of people asked you because they were very, very sus on me. And you did it, babe. You kept out a good secret. (laughs) So maybe most of you, I think, follow us individually on our personal Instagrams. We haven't announced it on the podcast or on the podcast Instagram either. So we thought maybe in case you've missed it and you We're didn't prego. know. We're prego. We got a <laughs> bun in the oven. We are pregnant. <laughs> now, okay. Now here is the kicker. The craziest shit ever. We're due on the same day. <laughs> How did that happen? You couldn't even plan it. Like, guys, literally, we're not just like, oh, we're pregnant together. We are legitimately due on the exact same freaking day. That is just, I'm mind blown by that. And I've had so many people joke like, oh, my God, did you guys like, you know, ring each other up and plan that? Like, is that how you did it? Um, first of all, okay, it goes by the first day of your last period, not the night you conceived or day, whatever, day sex. But it just means that we were in like in sync with our cycles. That's how much of soul sisters we are. Our period started on the same day. And we decided to make love in the same cycle. Like as much as we're close, neither, how weird is neither of us knew that we were actually consciously open to it. 
I think you knew I was like Dan and I had been trying for a few months and we were openly talking about it, but it's not like now some friends are like, oh, let's try for pregnant at the same time. Like we didn't, it wasn't even spoken about. It was not. So maybe we're going to tell the story of actually how we found it. It was pregnant because it's it's, like, it still wigs me out when I think back on it. I was like, what the hell? Well, this is a really funny story actually, because Matt and I found out we were pregnant. Obviously it was around like the four or five week mark. And we're like, okay, let's just keep this to ourselves. Like we'll tell family and we'll tell friends in a few weeks from now. But we had Loz and Dan over for drinky poos one Sunday afternoon and our girlfriend, Anna, and we, everyone was over here and I was sus on you actually, because you were drinking tea. You were, Remember, you had- I was so sick. Remember, because that was actually my start of my pregnancy and I got so broke, like week four, week five with like real bad flu. My immune system like yeah. kicked itself. I lost my voice. Yeah. Right. I was literally in bed for a whole week and I never get sick. And that's how kind of when you were pregnant. But I, that's why I thought you wouldn't be sus me. It's like, I'm not drinking alcohol, man. I've been in bed sick for a week. Like I'll sip on tea. I've got a sore throat. I'm coughing. I'm dying on my deathbed. So I thought that was like a good enough excuse not to be drinking alcohol. <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, why does Lozzie have a tea in her hand? Because you love a good drink, girlfriend, okay? You love a champagne or you love a nice little drinky poo. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then we had like cheese platters out. And were you consciously avoiding the cheese? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, <laughs> why is she not eating the cheese? And then my and then Anna's like hooving down the cheese. <laughs> And, and guzzling the champs down. I'm like, okay, something's wrong with this picture. Anyway, so I, mean, I was in my own bubble. I didn't even, I did not even notice that you weren't, you were drinking. I thought you were just drinking normal beer. I didn't realize that Shani was drinking non-alcoholic beer and I didn't even pay attention to the fact she wasn't touching the cheese. So I didn't, I didn't have any clue on that at all. I was, I hid my non-alcoholic beer in a stubby cooler though because <laughs> I didn't want you guys to be sus on me. I didn't want Anna. If Anna saw I was drinking non-alcoholic beer, she would have been like, oi, what are you doing, mate? Like, yeah. why are you not drinking tonight? Well, I wouldn't have been sus because that is one thing we're different in. I drink, I love my alcohol. Shen is pretty good. You don't drink very much anyway. So yeah, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been weird for you to not to be drinking alcohol. But yeah, if I wasn't sick, I would have understood why you're sus me, but I was sick. I felt like okay. that was a good excuse. I think I knew as well because I was like, I know these guys want to fall pregnant soon, so maybe I just had my spidey senses on. Or maybe our wombs are just so in sync with each other. That- <laughs> and you just found out you were pregnant, so you are looking at the world through your own pregnant yeah. glasses. So you're probably very suspicious. We, Dan and I, had been open to conceiving for a few months. And funny story, I don't know if we should even share, like maybe go back even a little bit further. Shen and I both were open to conceiving sometime in the next 12 months. We knew that was our next chapter. And we actually went to a conscious conception workshop um, earlier in the year, which I think is a beautiful idea. It shook Shen and I up a little bit, though. I think we went into it very naive and just positive, not naive, just really positive about the experience and thinking that, when we're ready, it'll just happen. And it was really hard, I think, or even eye-opening. We sat in a circle of a whole lot of women. Maybe we should even do a trigger warning this episode because I do know that it doesn't happen. Pregnancy doesn't happen just when you want it to, guys. So, like, we just want to make sure, too, that we don't offend anyone with this podcast. It's just us sharing our our own personal story. But, yeah, I remember seeing that workshop and just hearing so many other women talking about how they've been trying to fall pregnant and some of them had been, like, two, three years going through IVF. Anyway, 
that really shook me. So I think after that workshop, me and Dan came back and we were like, we don't care what happens straight away, but we're open to conceiving because I'm worried that like it's going to be a long process. So that's kind of where our mindsets are at. So Dan and I were open to it. We went like, oh, we want to fall pregnant. But I think we had told Shannon and Matt that, yeah, like we're if it happens, it happens. We stop trying to prevent is kind of where our headspace yeah. was at. Yeah, and Maddie and I always had planned end of 2021 would be when we would be open to starting a family as well. So it was kind of just, yeah, it was just happened to all happen at the same time, really. <laughs> and because and our personalities are so different, like Shani, actually, I think you even said like through this pregnancy, you've realised how much you like your like your privacy and like, oh like keeping stuff intimate. But I'm such an open book. Like I'm like blah, 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 blah. So even before we went to Shan's, like, Keep in mind, we were only maybe we, we four, five weeks pregnant. Five, like yeah, we're still five. fresh. Like I only hadn't told my parents yet. I hadn't told anyone. And I was like to Dan, "Could you please tell Shani and Matt?" I remember being on the way, and he's like, "If you want to, I'm like I have to. Like I want to get excited. I want to tell them." <laughs> so we're like waiting till like the end of the night. And I remember we're sitting there, and I was like, "We got something to tell you guys." And I was like, <laughs> "We're pregnant." And then you're like, "Bullshit." Like, like, and then you and Maddie like looked at each other and you're like we're pregnant and I was like I thought you were taking the piss out of us I thought you were legit joking I was so wigged out I was like what yeah you guys actually thought we were joking I remember Dan looked at us and he was like haha that's a really funny joke I'm like no <laughs> we're actually <laughs> pregnant as well I was like what how far along are you and you're like we're like it's really early like five weeks I'm like yeah no shit it's really early it's like five weeks and then I was like what's your due date and then we're looking at the app so we worked out we're probably a couple of days apart and then it wasn't till I had my first ultrasound scan that they confirmed yeah, yeah. we're the same we're the freaking same day cray cray Oh my goodness. Well, it was pretty hilarious because Matt and I obviously weren't going to say anything to anyone for a couple more weeks. And then when you guys had said that you were five weeks pregnant, I remember just like side eyeing Matt being like, holy shit, this is crazy. <laughs> and I like, I wanted to ask him like, should we tell them? Like, I think this is grounds to tell someone you're also pregnant at the same time. And anyway, I think I just like read his mind and I was like, guess what? Me too. But Anna, in the middle of this conversation, is just losing her brain. Like, what? 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 What's going on? She's got her champagne in her hand. She's like, am I the only one drinking here? <laughs> but yes, and you're eating all the cheese. And that's when she's like, holy shit, how much cheese have I eaten? Because we realized that neither of us were eating the cheese. You know, it's such a beautiful journey to share with you, Lozzie. It's actually so cool that one of my besties is going through this at the same time. So we're past the halfway mark now, obviously, and we have openly shared it online with everyone. So it's the first, like I kept my pregnancy private for such a long time, what felt like a long time anyway. So behind the scenes, like, I, you know, Loz and I have been like messaging each other, like, oh my gosh, how are you feeling today? And what's going on with you today? And we have just had two very different experiences up to this point. <laughs> it's been crazy. Yeah. How should we share? Should we share maybe like week by week? So I remember our was six weeks pregnant, I think. No, yeah, six weeks. And we had our photo shoot together for BTB. And I remember that's when we that's probably the only time in our pregnancy where we felt the same. We were like, oh, how are you feeling? Like, oh, I'm out of breath. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. Like, <laughs> we were just like, let's go home and eat. Like, I was like, oh, like I think that was the last time I felt on par with how you felt was week yeah. six. <laughs> and then week seven came and just smashed you. <laughs> That's why I was like, Shen's being able to keep it so nice and like private, which I wouldn't have mind because, like I said, I probably told everyone anyway. But 
I, when we found out week five, that's how I found out I was pregnant because I was so sick. And apparently that's, that is pretty common when you do fall pregnant, your immune system takes a hit. So a lot of women get sick and yeah, I've never been that sick. And cause I, well, you can't, you're not supposed to take antibiotics. I didn't take any antibiotics or anything like that either. So just letting your body fight it. I was in bed for a whole yeah week, 10 days. It was, yeah. I was really sick. And then I got better at the end of week six, we had a photo shoot and then, yeah week seven you just started I was out yeah week seven for me my my experience I like I remember my first vomit and I just thought that like I know people talk about morning sickness I was a bit of me that was excited I was like oh it's like a milestone oh like I've had my first vomit just thinking this is just gonna happen occasionally and then yeah week seven and eight were hell for me I think just because I'm I did not know what to expect or when I've always I've always wanted to be a mum and I've always been really excited about this journey of yeah. life. I've never once thought or put much consideration into what the first trimester would be like. And I just, I know people have said, some people have said it's hard, but I've only realistically had one girlfriend who's had it. And even then she, on reflection, it wasn't as bad as my first trimester, but there's only one girlfriend of all my friends who had a really bad first trimester. So I only really had that to compare it to. And yeah, it was vomiting like four or five times a day, all day nausea, couldn't eat, couldn't drink mentally, just took its toll. So at, at the end of week eight, I think or week nine, week eight broke me week nine. I went and got, sorry, a doctor and gotten some medication. And so from week nine, I've been able to like do bits of life, but <laughs> with medication and still vomiting most days, but just not, it's a bit more manageable, but it's been, been so hard, like, as your friend to see you go through that too because you just want to, like, rub it off, like, you know, like, how do I rub my goodness on you? This is so unfair for you. And what's, I actually can't pronounce the word. You got um, diagnosed with hyper. I should, I, should, I, don't even, I should look at how to say it too. I don't even know how to say it. It sounds, it sounds like a Harry Potter spell when you say it let's just call it hg because yeah. that's the easy way to pronounce it but Loz actually got diagnosed hypermesis gravidarum i wish hi- i could say that word hypermesis gravidarum but hg no. don't you reckon that sounds like a harry potter spell don't you reckon hypermesis gravidarum anyway so poor lozzy has just been such a freaking trooper like i'll never forget that two day online beyond leadership course we did with Eric Warre. It's like 3 a.m. wake ups and you just vomiting the whole way through. It was like, like every on the hour, I'm pretty sure. I feel like every hour on the hour. Mm. And I remember we're doing like this share. We're going around at the end and like doing a mastermind and sharing. And I had this full breakdown. I remember everyone looking at me like thinking it was like something to do with my business. And it was like, I just want to stop vomiting. I just, it's not even about business. I just want to feel like a normal human. I wanted to cry for you, honestly. But my pregnancy has been so weird, like not weird, like as in it's just so different. I think it's incredible how two women can just experience a completely different pregnancy. I think for like up until week 12, like I felt like a bit funky, like kind of off here and there, but haven't vomited once in this whole pregnancy. And there were definitely days where I realized like if I didn't eat food, I would vomit, like I was going to vomit. So I became a little grazing cow and I've just been grazing my way through this pregnancy and just eating little bits of food here and there. So that helped a lot. And then the only thing that knocked me in my first trimester really was 
there it must it just must have been days where baby was having a growth spurt because it would just knock me out like I'd have to sleep all day like I'd wake up and then I'd be back in bed by 9am and be still sleeping at 3pm and I just had to sleep I just couldn't get anything done so that was that it's just so vastly different and I've always said like throughout this whole process I wish I could just rub my experience off on you like I don't know how to help I wish I could help I know. And it's been, it has been good. I remember each week we kind of check in and we catch up. And there's been times I'm just looking at Shani. I'm like, tell me, like, honestly, you're sitting there right now and you don't feel this. Like the food's not like going up between your throat. I'm like, I was just mesmerized how we can have completely different experiences in our body. She's like, no, like, I don't feel that. I'm like, why? I'm like, you're telling me that you feel normal. Like your food is sitting in your stomach where it's meant to sit. Like, she's like, yeah. <laughs> For any other ladies who might be listening to this, like, I know I joke, but it was really hard. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're in the thick of it, I feel you like I had it I remember the day that I could eat the first actual meal I could eat and like it was like a week I messaged Shani and Anna I was like ladies just come meet me out for breakfast I can eat I remember like the joy of just being able to eat food like I was so happy just to eat so mentally if you are in the thick of it I promise you you can get through it (laughs) I had many many tears Week 20 now, we're just over halfway. And this is the first week since week six I haven't vomited, but I do feel good week 20. So there is some light at the end of the tunnel if you are in the thick of it. And you've started moving your body now. You're exercising again and walking Mm. and at the gym. So yeah, I made sure I exercise. I think even from week 13, I've exercised pretty much every single day, but, and I, we're all about this within our holistic health program. But for me, exercise is never about weight. It's more so for my mental health. And because it really did hit me vomiting so much, I needed to make sure I did move my body every day. Otherwise mentally it challenged me. So movement's been good. And I think that's, that's probably one thing I can say. The only thing that's been hard in this pregnancy has just been the nausea. Like I feel great. Haven't had to nap, got energy. Like so good. it's just the vomit. So and one thing I know Shannon and I were talking about in this pregnancy, you don't know until you're in it. I remember it's just, we were saying how much empathy now we have for other women who are pregnant. I'm like, oh my gosh, you just, you don't know. You don't know what it's like. And I think how many times we've just not checked in with a friend who was pregnant, but like, hey, hey, how are you, how are you actually feeling? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And I mean, we've been such like working hustlers <laughs> for six years and because we weren't mothers yeah, I guess like now I actually, it's so funny because when people used to tell me they were pregnant, I'd be like, yeah, cool. Next topic. Like, you know, but not because I didn't care just because at that phase of life, it wasn't something I was interested in or whatever. And now actually being pregnant and having some friends who are nowhere near this phase of life, they just have no idea, but you totally get it. You're like, they don't care. They're not interested because they're not like, or it's not consuming their mind. So yeah, I definitely have like had flashbacks where I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I was more empathetic to that person when they were pregnant, when they were working with us or you just, it is what it is. And that's life though. Hey, as you, each chapter you navigate personally or professionally, it helps you become a better person. I think pregnancy already has helped us become just better people, but better leaders, better business owners. So yeah. So maybe let's talk about what has your experience in business been like since falling pregnant has anything changed for you Loz yeah lots and lots and still not lots if that makes sense so if you guys follow me personally I started even 12 months before we fell pregnant we're not a surrender project which for me was really changing the way I thought and I worked was more leaning into my femininity I knew that 
like Shannon and I speak openly about this in the podcast all the time. We are hustlers. Like we get shit done. We move mountains. We don't make excuses. We take radical responsibility for the results that we get. And just energetically, the way that I had been working up until that point no longer felt good, but I also done enough work on my mindset to knew that wasn't going to take me to the next level of business. Like I had to relinquish control. I had to lead better. I had to be softer. And I think a big part of me working hard actually came down to a scarcity mindset I had around work ethic. And if I stopped working, money would stop. And having guilt around no longer trading my time for money because I didn't need, no longer need to do that. But if I wasn't working, I felt had this guilt around slowing down and earning an abundant income when I was no longer working hard for it. So the last 12 months before falling pregnant, I think actually helped set me up for this chapter of life where life has changed a lot and how I run my business has changed, but it had changed 12 months previously to me falling pregnant, being mindful of this phase of life. So when I say that, like I went from working easily nine, 10 hour days to about a year ago, making sure I was going down to five, six hour days and just outsourcing more, um, trusting my leaders more, being okay with not being okay and just honoring them in a different phase and season of life and business where I don't have to do what I had been previously doing. Like I'm definitely not working and don't have the same expectations on myself I had two, three years ago. And just yeah, that different mindset of opening up and being okay with my femininity, okay with slowing down and actually not only trusting, but fully 110% believing that I can slow down and my business can actually continue to grow bigger than it ever has. And it's no longer just, I'm not thinking like a sole trader. I'm thinking like an investor and a business owner when it comes to my business and my wealth. So slowing down a lot. And I think, and I know we're probably talking to this as well in this episode, but I've openly and honestly always said, I can't wait to be a mom. And that was probably my biggest reason why I jumped into the network marketing profession, because I had saw realistically what motherhood looks like for most the working class population, which is 80% of Australia, you don't get that time freedom. You don't, you get limited maternity leave. And so I, I guess knowing that I want to be a mum one day and looking at what that, that chapter of life would look like working in corporate or in Queensland government and child safety, it was actually that awareness that made me join network marketing six years ago for this chapter of life. So I think knowing the last six years we've done what we've done, we've set ourselves up. I, like I always say, dig your well before you're thirsty. So like we've set ourselves up with a big global business, structures, systems, outsourcing team. So when it comes to this chapter of life as a mum, we can really slow down and enjoy it without the stresses that most mums have. So I guess another thing that in this, what I've learned so far too, is I didn't realize I'd be needing this freedom so early. Cause if I was in a nine to five job, I would have like my HG would have forced me to take at least two months off work without like without pay. Like I was wow. that sick. Yeah, you were. So, so thinking like even that you don't know, you don't know what you're going to need until you need it. So I'm just so grateful for the work we've done the last six years because it's actually this business that allowed me the space to be kind to myself. Cause I've spoken to a few other girls who are suffering from HG and they're like vomiting hour on hour at a work desk. Or or sitting in traffic on a commute with a plastic bag in the car. So it's I'm just super grateful for what we've been able to create. But life and business has definitely changed, but it's because I made a mindful decision probably 12 months before I fell pregnant that I needed to shift into a different softer gear and just give yeah. give myself that space. But um and it's been so cool watching you transition into that and like yeah, I guess like surrendering and your surrender project is 
the, a beautiful compilation of all your mind chatter of you wanting to transition into that. It's so cool to read and how over the years you've like really had some internal thoughts about, wow, I really need to break this pattern. I really need to stop like thinking like this and I need to be open to being softer, more feminine, working less. And yeah, it's been so cool to see that happen. So you have definitely set yourself up, Lodzy. We both have. Like I'm very honest about my needs and wants joining in this business. Like truthfully, I have not ever been maternal and I've really, really never wanted kids. As in, I knew I would have children one day. I didn't want to not have kids. So I definitely envisioned myself being a mother, but I was so like married to my work that for me, it was not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. And even like when I turned 30, I was like, shit, I'm not ready yet. Like I, you know, I don't want kids yet. And I've always joked like naughty kids like really turn me off. Like they'd irk me and I'd be like, oh my God, it's the biggest like contraception, like loud kids, naughty kids, kids that just like, I don't know. They used to just not, I never used to think kids were cute. <laughs> and then it wasn't until like literally last year, like 2020, we got Hozzy because we couldn't travel anymore. So we were like, it's time to get a dog. And like, you can't compare looking after a dog to motherhood. But I was like, oh my God, I just love her so much. And I love looking after someone else. And she loves me back so much. And just that pure joy and happiness and love that you experience with a dog, like that, like Hozzy literally opened up my thoughts to, oh my gosh, I think I might be ready for a family. So I think that's really beautiful how that happened. Like COVID was kind of perfect. If it wasn't for COVID, we would have never gotten Hozzy. And if it wasn't for Hozzy, I don't know when I would have been ready for kids. I don't know when I would have been exposed to that, like that love that when you care for something so much, that's not yourself. And so, yeah, last year, Matt and I were like, okay, let's definitely, you know, we, we better, like, I'm going to be 33. <laughs> well, I am 33 now. So it was a conversation we had, but truthfully, if I think back all the way back to six years ago, when I joined network marketing, one of the reasons I remember writing down why I wanted this to work so bad for me was because I was a registered nurse. And every time I saw a woman leave for maternity leave, I would see them back in like six to 12 months. And I remember them coming back and they'd start off like part-time. Some of them would come back full-time because they needed income. And I'd always ask them like, so where's your baby? And they're literally like, you know, on the verge of tears, like, oh, my baby's with someone else or my baby's being looked after or daycare or whatever. And I'm like, you know, as a, in my early twenties, having those types of conversations, I was like, I never want that. Like, I want to be a mom one day, but I don't want to rely on maternity leave. I certainly don't want a lifestyle where I have to come back to work because I need an income because one income household was not going to float us. And I don't know, but I just see motherhood as like this precious, beautiful time that you only get to experience, you know, a handful of times, depending how many kids you have. I was like, I don't want to miss a single moment. Like, and if I want to put my kid in daycare, I want it to be choice, not because I have to, but because I'm like, you know, okay, you need a break. I need a break. (laughs) You need friends, go play. Not because like, oh my gosh, like I need to go to work. I need to put my child in daycare. I really don't want to. Like I never wanted that. And I think I saw that happen so much around me that when I joined the profession, I was like, 
I want to build an empire for the day. I don't know when it'll be, but for the day that I start a family, because I want to be at home. I want to have full autonomy on how much time I take off. I want Matt to be home with me. I want Matt to experience fatherhood and not have to like, you know, miss out on those moments either. So honestly, like the last six years have been a lot of work, but shit, it's been worth it because I honestly feel so grateful of how we've set ourselves up for this phase of life. Like when I think about all the grind and the hustle and the tears and the the last six years and what we've been through in our business journey, like it's all been worth it for this moment. And I just want to on-gift that to any woman who is listening to this, who maybe same as me, like maybe not maternal, but knows one day they're going to be a mother or maybe women who do want to start planning soon, or even women who are already mothers. And they're like, you know, I would love to build a business in the next two to three to four to six years where my child who is, you know, however old your child is right now in six years, you get to be there for all the moments you get to be there for the school pick up and drop off, the concerts, the Stepfords, the sport days, the sick days, the all of those beautiful moments that need to be cherished. Like I want every woman who I cross paths with to have access to that. And so, yeah, like there's like this deeper why and intrinsic motivation to do this business and share it with as many people as possible now. And now that I'm pregnant, because I'm like, holy shit, this makes so much sense. Every woman needs this in their life. Yeah. And and not even they need it. They need it just for maybe to hear these open conversations about like the reality or if not this, then what? Because like I can remember clear as day, like working in child safety, like my job, I would be taking kids to daycare, like I'm picking up them from foster care parents or taking them from real parents, like their real parents' places and taking them to daycare. And these kids, I'm not their parents. And they would hold my legs and cry and scream because they didn't want to be left there. I'm like, my, I'd, I'd leave crying. Yeah. I'm like, that's not even my kids. So I, I know when mums talk about the stories of them having dropped their daycare, their kids off at daycare before they're ready to get forced back into work, like how much that would hurt. And like you said, like working even in corporate, the reality is most, and it's not discrimination in the workforce. It's just employees need you there like it's really hard for CSOs like I saw so many child safety officers who'd have kids they'd come back like you said in six months time and they can't work a full-time they can't do a full-time caseload because they need to be two three days a week around a kid but you can't then expect kids in child safety to open up to your the CSO who's only there two three days a week so it's not like workplaces are discriminating against mums. It makes it really hard for especially women like ourselves who are ambitious and we want to succeed in our career I just saw knowing knowing having that level of self-awareness for myself, knowing as much as I wanted to be a mum, I also really wanted to succeed in my career. Like, and I didn't want motherhood, not that it's an inconvenience, but to be something that stops me and makes me choose between one or the other. And that's what I kept seeing women going in and out of the workforce, having kids. It just, it halted them in traditional, in in corporate. They wouldn't, they weren't able to succeed, succeed because they're only there two, three days a week. It's really hard for them to go for promotions because they need someone who's there, who's there five days a week. So I remember just thinking, okay, well, if you don't do corporate, 
then you end up finding little shitty jobs. Like I remember my mum growing up, like we would help mum go and clean offices because that's the only job she could find that would work around three kids, school pickup, sport. And just thinking like, I want to have my cake and eat it too. I want to be a mum and I want to be present and I want to be abundant. And I want to have an awesome career because I just know myself that being a mum, not that it just being a mum is just being a mum and it's a full-time job. And I'm probably naive because I'm not a full mum yet, but I know the desire and my, my personalities. I need something to excel in outside of the home as well. So I think women who come across this network marketing profession, maybe like we did, we had misconceptions, but really having a really good think about what do you want from life? But not only that, what are the realities and the other the options out there? Because if you want something where you have no limit, no cap, unlimited income, but you can do it around kids, you can do it in a nurturing way. Like network marketing is made for women. Like it is made for our personality. We are nurturers. We love supporting women. We love cheering them on. Like it might not be what you think you're looking for, but when you have a closer look and you ask, get really clear to yourself, what do you want? It ticks so many boxes that some women don't even realize that they're looking for. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Well, I feel like I've definitely changed the way that I've done business in the last, what has it been, 20-ish weeks? So, well, since, not, I think it's not since finding out I was pregnant. Maybe it's the hormones, but I just can't tolerate any shit right now. <laughs> I don't know if you're feeling the same, loves, but don't piss off the preggy lady because, you know, I've just, I've noticed I've been like, tolerating less but not in a bad not in a bad way like a she's a diva she's a queen way more like things that I used to let like slide under the radar when I knew in my heart of hearts that I should have you know called bad behavior out or called someone out on something or you know not stood like for something whatever the situation is you know, old Shani would have just been like, oh, you know, I don't, don't like conflict. I don't really like confrontation. I'm just not going to say anything. But I don't know. It must be like the hormones or it must be like the automatic, weird, like protective, like instincts that you get that your body just innately knows to have. But I'm just like, don't mess with me. No, that's not cool. I'm not cool with that. No, thank you. I'm a big no fat no to that one. So I've been saying no more, which has been so liberating. I've been taking projects off my list. I am in like a like seriously naughty project list maker. So I'm like always got so many things on my plate, but it's just been so good to take them all off and just release them into the atmosphere. Like, nope, that was a good idea, but I'm just not in the space to do it now. Yeah. And just like slowing down has been so nice. I have to say I've been having day naps, which I have not had a day nap since I was like a kid in high school on Christmas holidays or something. It's just been really cool. I feel like I've definitely like become a new woman over the last couple of months, few months. It's been really nice. And I guess just preparing for what's to come. And yeah, I had a really good conversation actually with a friend who was like, you know, how do you feel about, you know, all your rules that you have as a successful businesswoman, you know, for you to feel successful, you've got to do this and that, and you've got to complete this. And you know, when baby comes, those rules are going to be rubbish. Like you're not going to be able to do it all. How do you feel about that? And I had to have a really good think about it. And I'm so grateful that I got asked that question because I just had to make new rules up really. Like instead of like, you know, 
when you ask yourself, what does success look like for you? One of my things was success to me looks like, you know, having a morning routine and completing it and then going for a walk and then coming back and having breakfast with Matt and then having a shower and then, you know, starting my day by nine. And she was like, yeah, you know, that's not going to happen when you have a baby. So what does success look like? You know, you've got to find something else that replaces that in case. So it's been really cool, like making new rules up, like what success looks like and keeping in mind that I'm going to have a little human attached to me next year and to worry about, and I'm going to be that little person's world. And I can't, you know, I'm not, I can't be hundred percent married to my business, but this doesn't necessarily mean I'm not going to do my business. Like I'm actually so excited to do this business as a mom and show up for other mothers and, you know, be an example and an inspiration for them and whatever that journey looks like for me. But yeah, it's been interesting. The last few months have definitely morphed into a new type of person. I love that you brought that up because I even, I know so many women listening to this, like you may not be network marketing, maybe you're in your, your own business or you're in corporate or wherever it may be, but something I was made aware of and a similar conversations to that one, even my mum have with me. She's like, I'm really worried when you become a mum, you're not going to know how to slow down. I think this is where the surrender project actually was inspired from because I do, I find my, I get my self-worth from my work ethic. Like I need to be success for me is being productive and getting a lot done. But it's also women like that. And maybe you see yourself in me who end up being at the highest risk of postnatal depression too, because when your world is shifted so quickly and after Mm -hmm. above, you're not as productive and you can't get things done in your rules, it actually is a shock to the system. So I think the last 12 months and even like I guess in response to that question how has business changed it's just learning like you said to be flexible and having new rules now so when bub comes it's not such a shock to the system like we're slowing down we're 20 weeks we're only halfway Mm. both of us have already given ourselves so much white space and grace so when bub comes it isn't it's not like we're running a million miles an hour to the finish line we're like giving ourselves that white space now and just enjoying it and same thing I think that's a really beautiful thing the network marketing profession has been able to give both of us because if you're in a normal traditional you'd be working all the way up to 38 weeks and if you're lucky you'll have one week of white space before bub comes so yeah for any other workaholics or hustlers like us maybe that's something mindful to be thinking about coming into motherhood is giving yourself the time and the space to look at your rules and to be a little bit more flexible so the first time you're really having those conversations isn't when you're leaving hospital with a baby in your arms and having to sort it out there and then. Then, Yeah. Like now, like the, some of the new rules, just as an example, is success now looks like just waking up in the morning and sharing three things that I'm grateful for with Matt. Like that, that's success. That's, and it has to be intrinsic. It can't be external. So you can't place your rules. And, and this is the amazing conversation that I had. Like a lot of my rules around success was around how much work I got done or how much money was coming into my bank account or um, how much growth my business was having. And these are all external factors that you really don't have that much control of. But if you can change your rules to internal things that you can control, like even just like sitting outside to eat your lunch and just being mindful, like that's success to me. That like that was one of the reasons why I joined this business because I wanted to have mindful dinners and and lunches and breakfast without rushing, right? So it's just calming back and making them very simple. You know, like maybe if you love reading, you won't be able to read all day on a Saturday like I do. Instead, it might be like, you know, a 10 minute snippet of a podcast here and there where you can or whatever. Like just, I don't, 
And I still don't know what it's going to look like because you don't know what you don't know, but definitely getting ready now with some very easy going rules that I can control is, has been one, like one of the things I've consciously started doing. And I'm, like we said, like we're really excited to evolve as business owners, as mothers as well. And I know both of us, like a big drive of what we do was to set ourselves up, but it's also, it's to continue to evolve and show the mums how you can do this, not just this business, but just business in general around kids. And we honestly don't believe that you have to have this or that. We believe you can have this and that. And just showing women that you don't have to compromise. Like I think that's just the reality for a lot of women right now who are falling pregnant and you're going down to one income. It is compromised for a lot of them. They're looking at, we're not going to have to cut living expenses here. We won't be able to do this. I think we're grateful and I'm so grateful every day I'm sitting here at night, like just going to bed with a heart full of gratitude. Like in a time where most women feel like they have to constrict we're expanding so much that we're we're moving to a new house next week. We're buying all this new furniture. And that's a luxury that most women who would be looking into maternity leave don't have. They're counting their pennies being like, oh, for the next 12 months, we're going on one income. So yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. It's all the little things that like, I guess we don't take, it's not that we don't take for granted, but we have, we've spent six years creating a different lifestyle for ourselves that we don't realize they're the that is a reality for most women who are becoming a mum. So just so grateful that we get to embark on this chapter of motherhood just with so much expansion. Like it's not without, it's not compromise. There's so much white space. There's so much emotional revenue and support. Like we have a beautiful community of women around us who a lot of them are mums, a lot of women in the team. Like we have got so much just honestly, I don't even have words for how grateful I am for this chapter of life for what we've been able to create and the team and the community. Um, yeah. I just, you know, you- like I can't help but just be like, I just want to help as many women as possible who want this as well to have it. Like, and it's just, it's so accessible to everyone. I just wish everyone could see it and just grab it. But I think, yeah, definitely like you're, your why changes like in this phase of life that's for sure hey <laughs> yeah so yeah I'm excited to continue to inspire women in that next chapter of life but like we said like it, it's so accessible and this is like if, if you're listening to this and you think of another woman who wants to be a mom or like we were saying like even if you have a child and you want to create abundance it might take you five six years and there's a lot of girls in our team who unfortunately unfortunately it's it's their journey but didn't get to have the motherhood they wanted with their first child because they spent so much time in a nine to five or in a corporate and had to put their kid in daycare, but they got to have it different for their second child because of this Mm. profession. So it's never too late to create a different reality and future for yourself and for your current family or your future family. So this podcast may inspire you to think of a girlfriend or another mom, please send it to them because I just, yeah, it's just been the biggest gift. Like every night I just go to bed with just a heart full of gratitude being like, oh my gosh, if I could just bottle it all up and just shake each woman that I come across who I know is looking for something like this, being like, it is so worth it. I promise you it is so worth it. It is. And it's, it's so accessible. Like we said, anyone can access it. So I guess let's talk about, let's wrap this up by sharing with everyone what this means for us as business owners, I guess, and what it means for BTB for the next season. Yeah, do you want to go first? What, do you, what, is it, what does it mean for you? What's going to change for you moving forward? Um, well, I think for me, I'm just really excited to run my business as a different woman, like this is a new phase, like maiden to mother. Like it's such a privilege to be able to experience this 
and I I don't know what's coming. That's the cool thing. Like it's unknown in terms of like how my day is going to run and, you know, how many hours a day I'm going to work. I don't know. I don't even know. Like I know that I'm going to take, you know, a couple of months off to really enjoy that baby bubble, but will I be itching like to come back straight away? Am I going to want some time? I don't know. So there's so much unknown, but I'm excited about it. And I'm excited to just like go with the flow. And like, I, like we've mentioned, like we set ourselves up for this phase. Like, so there's no time limits or constraints or anything. So yeah, I'm excited for next year when we do come back to our first episode next year is going to be us as moms. Like we're going to be like, oh my God, my mum's now. Oh my gosh. This is crazy. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll have so much to fill people on in on. Like, oh my gosh, we were so naive about this and that. Or yeah. hey, we- ignore every episode we ever said before this time. <laughs> but um, I guess that really does give us the opportunity to share with you guys. So Loz and I have decided to wrap BTB up here. 2021. This is the last episode of the season, and we're going to come back when we are mums. So we're going to be coming back to BTB. We're going to put it on ice for a few months and come back in the second half of 2022. So this is farewell as not a, like a mum. <laughs> like you'll never meet this person again. I'm going to be totally different next time we chat on this episode. So crazy to think that actually. What does this mean for you as a business owner? Like how do you see yourself showing up differently? Kind of reinforcement, I've already said, it's more just like with no rules. Like I'm not going to give yeah. myself a rule of what my days will look like or how long I'm gone or when I'll be back. I think something I've been really deliberate with and my vision for my business always was I didn't want it to feel like work. Like I just want mm. my business to be an extension of what I'm passionate about and what I would do for free anyway. So I just yeah. want to enjoy falling pregnant and we're moving into a beautiful new home that we're going to start our family in next week and just nesting and like the girls that we work with, the girls with that I, I I hang hang out with on weekends with, like it's not this business doesn't feel like work. So if I yeah. feel called to jump on and do something, I will. If I don't, I won't. Yeah. Um, so I think just enjoying even the next twelve months and just yeah, this with a brand new baby and do what I want. <laughs> if I feel called to work, do. If I don't, don't. No rules, no expectations. And I think that's a really unique thing about the network marketing profession is that we actually don't owe anyone anything. Everyone's yeah. an independent business owner. We don't have any obligations to serve anyone in a certain way besides my clients. And at the end of the day, even my clients, I just get paid to work on my own health and happiness and share what I'm using with them. And we've used, both of us have been using a beautiful nutrition support that's helped us through our pregnancies and will help us obviously with postnatal health as well. So my vision for this is just for it to be an extension of my life and how I'd live life anyway, without boundaries and without rules. And which is definitely different to the first, I'd have to say the first five years of how we built our business. We had lots of rules. So it's exciting chapter to be embarking on and excited, like we said, to inspire other women and be an example of how you can do this as a mum too, without all the crazy rules we put on ourselves and how it has to be done and just doing it in a more organic way. Yeah, I honestly think a a big reason why I put kids off for so long was because I thought motherhood and success were exclusive from one another, like they could not coexist. And like that was such a bullshit scarcity mindset. Like I just didn't get it back then. And, And I'm so glad over the years we have had so many incredible mentors around us who are fantastic mothers and have incredible success show us that that is a self-limiting belief. And so 
yeah, come 2022, episode one of the next season, my main mission and goal is going to be showing people that success and motherhood can coexist. They don't have to be exclusive from one another. And what's that saying that Beyonce says? It's like in one of her songs. I love it. It's like, it's in that run the world. Run the world. You know, she's like, we have the babies, then we get back to business. You know that line? (laughs) I don't know that line. (laughs) I'm never going to sing that again. But listen to the song. It just inspires me to just like show women their power, what they're capable of. And yeah, that that wraps up this season, I suppose. Oh, my gosh. How sad. So crazy. So but what we, what we are going to do for you guys, though, while we are enjoying our little bubble, make sure you are following us personally on our personal Instagrams. I'm sure we'll, you'll, you'll, we'll share p- bits and pieces as we go along. But if you're, you wanted to subscribe to our newsletter, which you can find in the show notes, Every fortnight, we will be sharing one of our favorite episodes. So no, far. every week we decided every week, every week now. Yes, every week. So every from week. the last, how many years have we been doing this podcast for? Four, three years, three. bro. Three years, and we still have technical difficulties every single time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you'll be hearing our favorite episodes from the last three years and why we love them so much. So it'll be a good opportunity to maybe circle back if you've missed some episodes. Yes. So follow us on Instagram because every week we will be highlighting a new episode. We're going to be having a little break probably for about six to seven months. So you've got a solid chunk of replays happening there. Every week you'll get an email from us with an episode highlight. We'll also post it on Instagram so that you can follow it there. So don't forget about us. We'll be back and we'll be back better than ever. Like wish us luck. <laughs> yeah, maybe not better than ever, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but um, it's been such an awesome year with you, Lozzie, and just freaking so proud of you and what you've created, and so proud of us and what we've gone through in the last well, eighteen months. Really, last eighteen months have been very interesting, and we've managed to still have a top-rated podcast. We've still managed to grow our businesses. We've still managed to serve the many. It's been beautiful to do it with you. Oh, ditto, hun. And for all our beautiful listeners, thanks for coming along for the ride. Like the last three years, you've seen us grow and evolve. And I hope that you've been able to grow and evolve with us and you've found value from each episode that we share. And just a big thank you. Like we love doing business with you ladies and guys who tune in and we love learning from you and all the awesome guest speakers that we have on. Like we're just so grateful for people we get to meet through this podcast. So we're wishing you a happy, healthy and safe Christmas and hope you get to spend the time slowing down and relaxing with family and reflecting on the year that you've just had. I'm sure it's been massive personal and professional growth. And yeah, we're so excited to see what Magic 2022 has in store for you. And you can witness us stepping into that next chapter as mums. <laughs> It'll be fine. 2022, lots of angel numbers happening there. So it's going to be fab. It's going to be fabulous, darling. <laughs> you know what? I'll get, let's have a bit of fun. Let's end the episode, guys. I'm having a little girl. Shen doesn't know what she's having, so let's put bets on it. You can vote on our podcast or let us know. Message us. Is Shen having a boy or a girl? Put your little spidey senses out. Yeah, what are the vibes? Because I I thought I knew what I was having and then I'm just getting so many messages from this baby that, I don't know, this baby's trying to confuse me. Imagine (laughs) if we actually go into labour on the actual same day, though. Like I wonder what the next 20 weeks of this is going to be like. (sighs) Just so you know, I know I'm going to be late. I know. So 
Loz and I are obviously due at the same time on the same day. I don't like giving my due date to people because I don't I actually this sounds really strange to some people, but I don't like giving my baby a date that like an expectation that the baby has to be here. So I've kind of been telling people like ah, April, May, I don't know, sometime in April or May. And people are like, but what are the date? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what the date is. Okay. I don't want to tell anyone the date because there is no date. But I think I will be late. I think this baby will be a Taurus, my baby. I think your baby will be an Aries. I reckon you'll be early or on time. I reckon I'll be late. <laughs> so you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. That is my prediction. <laughs> and a boy or a girl. Oh, my Let's gosh. We'll 2022, see. I'm so excited for you. So much suspense. <laughs> well, love you guys. We are going to see you next year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. <laughs>